Okay, that was literally such a fun game. It's a little wet up here, but that's wet. okay. It smells of crisp autumn apples mixed with saliva and teeth enamel. It's just a wonderful smell. It's what you want a candle in your home when it's yes. fall, you know? No. Well, hey, we welcome to Halloween Cam. There Ooh. we go. Some people are out trick-or-treating, yeah, yeah. and other people are here worshiping Jesus. Maybe they're worshiping Jesus, too. Who knows? Who knows? But we're really excited um, about tonight. So, hey, typically Cam or a <laughs> I just saw the mask, and that just kind of threw me off. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> this is awesome. That's so great. Okay. Uh, typically, Cam uh, in different college-age ministries will uh, have a relationship series around, you know, Valentine's Day. And we do in the past, but we thought relationships of all kinds, they're kind of always on our mind, right? So we thought that it would be great to actually bump up a relationship conversation. Uh, our series, as you can read behind me, is relatable. And just to talk about what uh, navigating different relationships in a Christ-centered context could look like, because we were created for relationships. Relationships are the, one of the number one most influential parts of our lives. So we thought, hey, let's actually move towards it. And we thought, like, why not talk about um, a subject that you don't normally hear uh, during a relationship series, but we think is so foundational on how to navigate just well. And it's friendships. What does it mean to be a friend? So... Grace and I, we've been talking a lot about it, and we thought we would just kind of start this conversation. So a lot of people, we probably all have some type of a friendship in our life, right? Yeah. But we want to talk about what having a good friend looks like. We want to start with that because you can have a lot of different friendships, but what's like that good, you know, like a good friendship yeah. that we can go into? So that's what we're that's yeah. what we're doing today. Yeah, yeah, we're so excited. So yeah, we want to kind of address the question first of like, what is a good friend? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, so here are a couple things I tend to think about when it comes to friendship. Um, I think first and foremost, there has to be an equal amount of give and take, you know, thinking about like, are you asking questions about their lives? Are you listening as much as you're talking? You know, all these things. Um, can they share how they're doing with you? Um, another one is that's hard can be like, can you celebrate your friends when they have something that you're actually hoping for, but they get it first? Um, are you able to celebrate them? Um, another one I think that's kind of practical is like learn your friend's love language. It might not look like how you receive love, um, but yeah, we want to learn like what it's like for them to feel loved. So I think it's really about like becoming a student of your friends. Um, so a verse that kind of brings this to mind is Proverbs 17:7, which says, "A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity." So again, recapping, what's a good friend? Um, it, they show up even when it's inconvenient, I think. I think they become a friend who knows what the other friend needs, become a student of the friend. Um, and lastly, and then this is can be really hard, but say things that might be challenging for the other friend to hear. It can be uncomfortable, but I think it's so important, and it can help you both grow so much. That's so good. Um, the word that I'm, when you're talking grace that came to my mind is just an appropriate investment in someone else, yeah. you know? Uh, and I, so like I have different friends and different close friends. There's an investment that I intentionally choose to make when I think like, okay, what does loving them look like? What does being a good friend to them look like? Do they need a word of affirmation? Or do they like gifts? And like, I love that inconvenience word that you said. That's so good. And 
I'll just add to the list that you gave. Um, <laughs> this might sound silly, but I, I think it's important to laugh with your friends. Totally. You know what I mean? Just to have a context with someone where you can just be goofy, silly, laugh. I think that's super, super important. If you're not laughing with your friends, then it's like, I mean, what are you doing? You know? I mean, it's a, it's a balanced thing. Like, you could also, I mean, everything that you said. So, yeah, friendships are super, super important. Um, and a good friend is, is really important. Here's another verse uh, in Proverbs. So you read one in Proverbs. This is another one. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffer harm. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. This is important. Like the Proverbs really know what they're getting at here. Um, there's a saying that I appreciate that is, you show me your friends and I'll show you who you're going to become. Like you show me the type of people that you are hanging out with and I will show you the type of person that you're going to become because the reality is when you're close with someone, you start to say things that they say. You start to do things that they do, even if you're not aware of it. It's like a subconscious thing. I don't know if like coworkers that you work with you or if you're in a class or something like that. I know for me, I'll uh, be in like a work situation and then I'll start laughing like a coworker does and saying jokes like they do. And I'm like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. I'm, a, I'm around you too much. But there's a reality there that humans, we're like imitators. We mirror each other. And it's important to understand like, okay, who do I want to become? That's who I should be hanging out with. Because influence is such a huge thing. If I'm going and hanging out with people who are encouraging me to do things that I just don't want to do, whether it's moral or not, or just I'm into it or not, I got to be aware of that because it'll like slowly break down and I'll slowly start doing things that they want to do. And so that's just super important. Walk with the wise and become wise. Now, there's also another thing that I typically like to say when it comes to friendships. I call it the circle of friends. So for those of us who are at fall retreat, um, it's okay if you didn't come. But for those who did, we went. We did axe throwing, which was super fun. I mean, it's not a big deal, but I made 20 in a row. It's All fine. Right. We can move on. I mean, whatever. But, <laughs> but there's a bullseye that you throw an axe on, and there's like the center bullseye, right? And then we all are familiar with a bullseye, like a target. Outside of that, it's a bigger circle, and then a bigger circle, and then a bigger circle, and finally a circle that surrounds all of it. Think about that when you think about your friends. Circle of influence. All of us have different uh, friends on different levels of those circles. On the outer circle, that's probably a lot. You have a lot of friends on the outer circle. Those are perhaps your acquaintances. Maybe people you have, uh, like meeting class or... Um, work, maybe at CAM, you'll have a conversation with someone, you're like, oh, I kind of like you, you're great. And then you go along your day. The circle inside of that, that's a little bit smaller. That's the person where like, man, I'm not doing anything on Wednesday night. Like, ah, who should I hang out with? You're going to call one of those people. And then the circle kind of gets closer. Like, okay, who are the group of people? Like, we're going to go uh, to co get coffee or something like that. We, it'd be fun to grab like 10 p. I don't know. That's the next circle. And then you have your bullseye, your inner circle. And that's just a handful of people. And those people are the people who are the most influential in your life. And it's important to advocate for who you want to be in that inner circle because you become who you hang out with. Friendships, they're powerful. We not only need friends and want friends, 
but it's one of the most powerful relationships, a friendship that you can ever have. That they're transformative, even when we're not aware of it. Yeah, totally. I think that's so good. I think kind of what that brings to mind for me is like the question of like, okay, great, but like, how do I find good friends? Like, where do I go to meet these people? Um, so I think kind of the first question you have to ask yourself is like, where are you hanging out? Where are you trying to meet people? Are you going to church, cam, different ministries, community groups? Like, you're probably going to find people who are pursuing Jesus. Are you looking for friends maybe at, like, bars or parties or different places? You're probably going to meet people who like to drink for recreation and different things, people who you might not want to be super close with. Um, so I think it's just important to think about we need to go to the places where the type of friends going to be that we want to become. Totally, totally. So I moved here a um, little over five years ago, and I mean, probably like a lot of people in this room, you totally left um, some context, whether it's home and you came to a new place, whether it's for school or for work, and I didn't know anyone, and so uh, downtown, uh, Blackhawk Church downtown on Sundays, there was this guy here, and I'm like, I, want, I should probably get like close friends at church, you know, just kind of going off of what you said. There's this guy who's really great. I'm like, I want to be his friends. And typically when you find someone you're like, I want to be good friends with, you don't start at the bullseye. Like, you don't even know them. You start at the outer circle. And I've said this story in different contexts before um, that I'm like, hey, let's be friends. And he was like, hey, I'm super busy except for Monday nights when we play basketball. You should come. And I'm like, I suck at basketball. But I learned that I can't say what? that anymore because I destroyed all of you at Lightning. So I was like, lightning, we call it bump on the West Coast, you, whatever. I was like, I was making the hoops. Is that what <laughs> they say? I don't know. I yeah. call it my, I, I call it, I had my airbud moment. Yes, absolutely. My airbud moment. So, but anyways, but the point is, um, there's an investment there. And I wanted him to be in my inner circle. And after a couple of years, like he is now. And it's important to know that not everyone can be in your inner circle. I mean, think about Jesus. Like, Jesus is God, and he, I mean, when he was on earth, he chose 12. And even so, there was like a, an inner core of the 12, three, that he hung out with because, you know, we only have capacity to give so much uh, to people. And so it's important to be um, aware of that when you're navigating friendships. So, so yeah, friendships, it's an important conversation. Um, but also with friendships, something else that I think would be good to talk about, Grace, is conflict. Everyone loves Ooh. conflict, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Grace is like, stop yelling. <laughs> uh, conflict is something that really happens in friendships. And we thought like when we're approaching this conversation on friendships, it would be important to talk about how to navigate different situations when conflict comes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so good. Um, yeah. It's something important to talk about. I think there's some things I've learned and I'm still learning, but kind of like the top things that come to mind for me is first when you're like managing conflict is to uh, like say how you feel using you statements. So it's easy to like project on other people when you're feeling angry, but I think it's so powerful to just like put it back on yourself because really no one can argue that, how you feel, how someone made you feel. Um, so I think that's important. I think uh, we need to be mindful of how what we're saying to someone could be received because um, I think in conflict it's, hard for anyone to be 100% right or in the like in the right there's going to probably be wrong on both sides um, so don't go into it defensive I think your goal going into conflict should be listening and ultimately reconciliation of the issue 
Um, and lastly, and this is something that's kind of been hard for me, um, but be receptive to the ways that you might have also hurt them. And I think that's hard, especially when you're, you're hurting and you're bringing that to someone. They might, you might have hurt them too. And so I think um, that's an important thing when you go into conflict. Yeah, it's like you're never 100% right, even though you think you might be and you might be justified. Like, what does it look like to open your hands and say, okay, how did I hurt you without knowing that? So another, yeah, that's good. Another area of conflict that I think can happen in friendships is, you know, I'm talking about circle of friends and wanting to be inner, like close with someone, but sometimes someone like wants to be really close to you, but you don't want to be really close to them. And I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but like that's happened to me, like me wanting to be close to someone and then they're like, ah, I don't know. Or, you know, um, someone wanting to be close to me and for some reason I'm just, whether I'm just at capacity with friendships or like I just, like we're just not clicking, which is okay. But conflict can come, and it can be hard to navigate those those conversations. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about that because we don't really talk about yeah. that, you know. And welcome to Cam. We talk about things that you don't really talk about. Mm -hmm. um, first, if you find that someone wants to be um, closer friends to you than than you're open to, my first thing is just stop being incredible. <laughs> like just not just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I th no, th uh, that's a joke. But um, <laughs> I think that it's important to advocate for your inner circle. That doesn't mean that you don't love someone and want to spend time with them. Maybe it's like, hey, right now I'm at capacity with friendships and just life. And in your mind, you're like, you're kind of on an outer thing, which is fine. But if we keep spending time in group settings, like who knows? Maybe like you'll become that friend that, that you're hoping I can become. Um, and for me, whenever like either on both ends, I've experienced like someone wants to say, hey, let's go hang out. Like, hey, I, like, I want to be close friends with you. Like, what are you doing on Wednesday? Even if I'm free on Wednesday, but like, I just, you know, I want to protect my inner circle. I'll use language like, hey, um, you know, um, I really want to hang out with you sometime in the future or whatever. You use some kind of like a uh, conversation to let them know like, hey, I like you, but like, I got my people and I'm investing. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to have that conversation. Often we don't have that conversation because it can result in hurt. Like someone can feel hurt. And since typically we don't want to hurt people, we just avoid the conversation altogether. But it's actually okay to hurt people if your heart is in a healthy place. It's not bad to hurt people. What's bad is to harm people. When you intentionally uh, make something personal and bring someone down, that's not okay. But if you're showing a boundary, like, hey, this is, this is my boundary, and you're communicating it in a loving way, and someone's hurt, it's actually okay. And their invitation is to go to a trusted friend and God and just navigate what that is and then hopefully come to a place where they assume the best in you and they're okay with that boundary that you've drawn. And just to have the confidence to be like, hey, maybe we don't click, but I know who I am, and, and I'm a pretty great person. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so good. It's so hard, but man, that's good. Um, yeah, another source of conflict, I think, when we were thinking about this, is just, like, what do you do when you feel like you and a friend are maybe growing apart? Mm, yeah. um, so first, I just want to say, like, I've dealt with this. I'm sure you've dealt oh with yeah. it. I feel like we've all probably dealt with it. Um, but it's okay. It's actually, like, a natural part of the process of different friendships. And friendships have different seasons, and they can be beautiful in different ways um, for different times. Um, and something I think that maybe we can all relate to just 
in this setting is like Madison is also like a very transient city. Like we have college students coming in, we have people working for like Epic and other big places and then they might move on. Um, so people come and go and that's okay. I think also with it like college to post-college, that can feel really hard to invest in friends in the same capacity. Um, I know for me in college, there were a couple different seasons of friends. I had a really awesome big friend group in college. Um, we did so much together. We would go play volleyball and spike ball and all go to dinner together. And it was like this really sweet season. And then post-college, I actually don't have that in the same capacity. I have a couple close, like really great friends, but that's also beautiful. And I, it's easy for me to like see what I had and feel like almost like I'm missing something and not appreciate like what's right in front of me. So I think it's important just to realize like there's different seasons for different friendships and it's okay if, if you grow apart from friends for a season. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I remember before COVID, I was a guy that I'm like, I need to have all the friends, all the mm -hmm. friends. And yeah. then COVID forced, I mean, COVID circle, like I was in a COVID circle, just like seven people or eight people. And that was really challenging but it actually ended up being pretty beautiful to now afterwards. I still like a lot of people, but I think that there's just something beautiful with going deep with a few, mm -hmm. and that's crazy. But who knows, in a year it might be different, and yeah. just I love that, you know, to be able to ride that wave. So, um, yeah, that's so good. Let's turn the corner. Um, I think it'd be great to talk about a couple more things um, when it comes to friendships. <laughs> Another thing that I don't really hear uh, often talked about is – how to navigate a relationship with someone with the opposite sex well, like yeah. a friendship. Yeah. Um, because I see it approached in a lot of different ways. Some people just avoid it, and they're like, no, you can't be friends with someone of the opposite sex. And some people, y'all have too many friends with the opposite <laughs> sex, and somewhere in between. you know, um, It can get to ambiguating, where you're like ambiguously oh, dating or friendly. Yeah. So, but we just, we just thought it'd be good to like talk about our perspective. Yeah. We're not saying this is the word of God, but hopefully it could be mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah, because that happens. Totally. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think I've dealt with this. I'm sure a lot of us have. Um, and I think there's just a ton of questions that come with this topic. Um, really, is it okay to have close friends with the opposite sex? You know, what if, what if I start to like them and they don't like me back? Or vice versa, they start to like me and I don't like them back? Or is it okay to have a friend of the opposite sex who I'm walking through really hard stuff with. Is that appropriate? Is that wise? You know, all these questions. So good. Yeah. I So um, in my old age, I've kind of learned learned a lot by, like, messing up a lot, yeah. you know. <laughs> and um, But I, I learned kind of early on that once you've established or you know in, like, your heart, like, I think they're great. I don't think I'm interested in pursuing a relationship with them, but I'm open to a friendship. You've just established a boundary. Um, that's your boundary. That's kind of your reality. And uh, when I, whenever I like, would understand that that's where I was at with someone, I would, I would use the F word, friendship. <laughs> I would. I'll say like, hey, friend. But it's serious. Like I'm yeah. communicating a boundary to them. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm ah, like, I, I don't know, like, w and they use. Uh, a friend to me it, it can be like ow oh mm. do I want more but then it's like they just showed where they're at yeah. and I have the invitation to accept that mm -hmm. and to respect that mm -hmm. and that just at the beginning can establish like a good foundation and framework for your relationship but that's a powerful word though the friend word when it comes to like 
op opposite sex. I remember there was this girl in college. I really liked this girl. We started becoming friends, but like she was like right here and I was here. I'm like, oh my gosh, like she's so much better than me. And I got nervous, so I was like, what if she like doesn't feel the same way? So I dropped friend bomb like really soon. And then two years later, we were talking and she was seriously dating someone. And she's like, man, Michael, to be honest, like I really wanted it to work out between us, but you used the friend word. Yikes. And I'm Yikes. like, no! <laughs> so, uh, but it, but that's a boundary that I think we should, and not that things might not be able to change. That's where intentional uh, communication can come, but it's important. So, yeah, friendships with the opposite sex can be really good if we're really intentional. And if you think kind of from a biblical context, uh, the Old Testament, and particularly the New Testament, really uses a lot of brother-sister language. Like, hey, you're brothers and you're sisters. So if you're ever wondering, like, how do I interact with someone of the opposite sex well how do you treat your sister <laughs> you know how do you treat your brother and i think that can help establish a pretty good framework um but still with that like there's wisdom on what to share and what not to share you know there's some things that like i can talk with some of my close guy friends but when it comes to someone of the opposite sex it's it's probably not helpful to go there as i would with um other people here's a couple examples that i've learned one um when I'm uh, typically talking to someone of the opposite sex, I'm probably not going to be talking about the type of, of girl that I'm attracted to, you know, like physically and stuff, because that can really break someone down in a hard way, and it can be, like, really vulnerable. Um, you might feel like you have this, like, comfortable relationship, but you have to be intentional about and understand your words can really pack weight. Another thing that I'm – that – can be really difficult is when you start talking about different like sexual issues or struggles that you might have with someone with the opposite sex because that can take you down a road that might not be that healthy if you start talking about these certain things and then soon that becomes normative and man that could be actually pretty dangerous you might set yourself up for some like something that you might not want yeah yeah i think that's so true i think you know for girls i can speak to things i've done wrong um really it's important to like we have I think girls and this is overgeneralizing have yeah. this like emotional need that we want to get fulfilled and so I would just caution to like not let your guy friend fill that emotional hole that you might have especially if you friend zoned him I think it can be really confusing for him because you're letting him into a place in your life that that you want comfort or um, safety or emotional care um, but it's it's honestly just probably probably healthier for you to go to a girlfriend with that um yeah so I think it's just what we're trying to like navigate here is just healthy ways to interact with your friends of the opposite sex totally and I know we're totally overgeneralizing right now but I know like in a positive way I've learned how to be a lot more emotionally intelligent by my deep friendships that I have with someone from the opposite sex which have really been really helpful for me so yeah yeah, yeah I think for me um you know in a in a big group of girls, there can be this like emotional reactivity that can kind of like stir maybe in a not healthy way. Like if there's drama or things, girls, at least in my experience, can kind of amp it up. And so I think a benefit of guy friends is they can kind of like settle that emotional reactivity, which I think can be really healthy. Yeah, that's good. Friendships, there's a lot to there's it. A lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to it. And hopefully this is just like a beginning conversation as you navigate your own friendships. But we want to end really quick on talking about 
honestly the ultimate friendship. Yeah. And it might sound cheesy, but it's real. Jesus. Here's a verse in the Bible. It's John 15, 14 through 16. Jesus says, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. I love the beginning. You are my friends. You know, Jesus is like God is my father. He's my creator. He's my savior. But I know in my life, it's hard for me to approach him as my friend. But the truth is, like, he is my best friend. And um, often when hard things happen in my life, I'm quick to run to a friend and talk to my friend, like, hey, I, I hit rock bottom. Can we talk? And that's good. That's healthy. But I know for me, I have to do a check in my heart to be like, Michael, are you going to God with these things? I want my first reaction when something happens to be like, Jesus, we got to talk. I have something because the reality is he is in control of everything. And he's the one that can actually do some tangible help. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like Jesus, like he created everything, the universe, billions of galaxies, but he's your friend. And we're invited to pray to him, which is just to talk to our friends. So it's like, okay, what am I doing on Wednesday night? I don't have anything to do. I need to, you know, text a friend to hang out. Honestly, hang out with Jesus. Like seriously, go on a walk, go on a drive, go on a run, pray, talk with him. He's your friend. What would it look like to run a diagnostic on our life to say, how close am I going to my friend, Jesus? For us, we're bullseye for him. We're inner circle. But I wonder if we've pegged him on the outer circle, you know, and what would it look like to spend more time with him to establish that relationship that he's inviting us into? Yeah. Wow. That's so good. You guys, this conversation is so important. I feel like there's so much more we could cover, but this is, you know, just the beginning of our series talking about different relationships in our life. So I know I have a lot from this that I'm processing and just things I want to work on and applicable things to take from this. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for what we get to keep talking about. Um, so would you guys pray with me? Let's pray. <coughs> Dear Lord, uh, we just we thank you for this space tonight, God. Uh, we thank you um, for the people here, for the fun, for the laughter we can have, um, and just the community we can create here, God. I, I just pray that you would be working tonight, God, in our lives. Help us to really just run that diagnostic of where are we putting you in our circle of friends? Where are you in our lives, and how can we move towards you? Lord, I just pray for everyone in this room. You know, there's so many struggles with different friendships and things going on in people's lives that, that we don't know about, God. So would you just, would you just move in powerful ways, God? Uh, we love you. We wanna. We want more of you. In your name, we pray. Amen. <laughs>